0: Hello! <laughs> oh, that's a bit weird. Uh, hello, and welcome to Into the Void with Will Adolfi. Today I chatted with Richard Batts. So, Richard is the founder of Ecstatic Life and a DJ who hosts some of London's most exciting dance events for Ecstatic Dance UK. We spoke about his journey to the ecstatic dance world from the construction industry. We touched on the healing nature of dance. And we also talk a little bit about ayahuasca, the plant medicine. Richard is one hell of an interesting guy, and he gives you a real insight into dance and how it can genuinely change your life, or at least be a source of fun and and vitality. So I know it's done that for me. I can't wait for you to listen to this. So without further ado, Richard Batts.
1: My final project with Multiplex, a huge corporate construction company, and... was building Goldman Sachs, the investment banker, you know, huge, huge global finance firm, building their new headquarters near, near St. Paul's, right. uh, Holborn Viaduct. And it, I mean, I, it was a long time coming that I would leave, leave the industry. I didn't know how long for or if it would be permanent, but I knew I had to get out. It was like, okay, this, I was comfortable, I was coasting I was getting well paid, but it just was not me, mm. and it never was. And it was like when you have something like that, and you try. And I'm I'm a bit of a classic fixer and perseverer, and I just kept trying. You know, for years. And there was good times and there was bad times. But ultimately, after maybe ten years, I, I have to get out of this. And, yeah. and and go and I didn't have a clue then it'd be about dance or movement <laughs> or anything like that, I just wanted to take a break, you know, quite classic, just took a break, jet set off to, where did I go initially, um, Sri Lanka and India and then Thailand and Thailand's where, like Koh Yang, there's a, there was a community there and I think it was Pyramid Yoga there that I discovered some incredible dances with, with a live... Um, group called the Kulan Project.
0: Did you say Pyramid Yoga?
1: Yeah. Can we Kopenia? just touch on
0: that a little bit, like for anyone that doesn't know what that is? Well, what's Pyramid Yoga?
1: It's actually just a venue. It's it's in the jungle up on oh, the, top see, of the mountains. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. So yeah, it's not a practice. <laughs> it's just called Pyramid Yoga, and they basically got like an amazing yoga shala, come dance floor or dance space, which is covered and it is a pyramid with this sort of perspex um glass uh center pyramid at the top where the light shines in and and then all around you you can see all the the jungle and the sea even Mm -hmm. it's epic and i i went to a live ecstatic dance there and it was like the best thing i would ever been to of that sort and ended up meeting the the main guy near Israeli chap who runs this Kulam project. And one thing led to another. And I spoke to him about doing an event in London. And eventually it transpired and I got them to come over here. And I found six other musicians to play to play with him. So I went from nothing to running this big live ecstatic dance event Mm. and it was in the sean davis center in elephant and castle and really put everything into it for like a month and sold out all the tickets and had this big cacao ceremony i don't know if you want me to explain a bit what that is yeah please yeah so cacao the raw form of chocolate is used to make a drink and then we sometimes drink it before things like ecstatic dance and it works as a real energizer, but also a tool for ceremony and ritual. And you know, it depends how much you want to delve into it. But it it is known as like a heart-opening yeah. medicine as well. Yeah. Um, but at the very least, it gives you a good energy boost. Definitely. But it's it's yeah. kind of like it will give you what you what you believe it will give you and yeah there's you know there's shamanic kind of connotations with it and but anyway we did the 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 ceremony and then had this amazing dance and ended up working with them for a number of events and finally um decided well I always I always knew I always had the dream of I want to be able to actually be playing the music as well and the obvious right. um, step was finally learning how to dj which i would dreamt of doing for so long mm. but just classic never never did it and uh yeah lockdown came in march the original one and i i'd already planned to put time aside and it was just the kind of perfect opportunity to actually focus and get on youtube read learn all the tutorials and teach myself and also get some tips from, from friends and mm. start downloading music. And yeah, eventually the opportunity came to DJ once Once, Ecstatic Dance UK's founder, Renee believed me to be to the suitable standard. I'd sent her some mixes and a couple went and she was like, oh, you, you could do with working on this or that. And, mm. and then she said, yeah, I, I'm I'm going to be away. I'd love you to come and DJ mid July. And also it it coincided she wanted me to start managing the business. Yeah. Because I'd all, she'd seen that I'd been running dances and she'd enjoyed my own event. We formed started to form a friendship as well and it it happened and flowed and I ended up running Ecstatic Dance Sundays, Ecstatic Dance UK's open air Sundays,
0: which I thoroughly recommend. Anyone interested in ecstatic dance going to because it's such an amazing event
1: yeah that, exactly that, and I just used to love them myself at the old bath and then Renee had the amazing um, idea to take them and start doing the silent disco during um, yeah well post lockdown that we found that we could still do that under the regulations safely and yeah as soon as i'd started no, yeah i basically just started the outdoor sunday managing and and then decided i wanted to do another event i, I saw the the gap for an evening thing so we started mm-hmm. doing the summer nights and yeah. they it was great because they had a different feel it was more me in a way with like the background of the ravey sort of scene and clubbing and we, and we'd often do it incorporating the full moon or and the lights, and it was a bit more that, that nightclub feel, in a way. Mm-hmm. But still very much about the ecstatic dance uh, practice. And it's led on from there. We've, you know, we've kept going and kept going. And the only thing that's that stopped us is uh, <laughs> either rain or yeah. full lockdowns. But basically, yeah, so my own thing has been ecstatic life. And that was what I started running the evenings um, in collaboration with Ecstatic Dance UK and the Sundays remains Ecstatic Dance UK, that I'm now a manager of. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of it. I, I mean, there's lots in the pipeline now really want to look at bigger events. And of course, we've still got our hopes on an indoor venue as well, because we love the outdoors it's amazing to be honest i prefer it but in this time of year and any time of year we want a backup so that we can <laughs> go yeah. indoors as well yeah but yeah that's kind of it's kind of where i guess that's that's the story yeah, essentially man. that's
0: really good to know really good to know because i was curious as the the difference between ecstatic life in it and uh, ecstatic dance uk and um, but for anyone listening and i'm sure you must get this question a lot because when i try and describe you know what i'm doing at the weekends to people <laughs> and i say ecstatic dance they go what's that mm. <laughs> and what what is it to you richard how would you describe it to someone who has no idea what it is but who has that you know gleam of interest in their eye
1: the very simple description i often go to now is yoga with a dj (laughs) (laughs) that's like very basic right (laughs) yeah but we say it's an embodied movement practice where you connect to yourself and nature and each other we're using music and a dj taking you through a a wave Mm. of music that will access help you access your own highest intelligence really with your oh yeah emotions intuition and just feelings because you feel emotion in your body before your mind and that's where it's most true and if you can access that away from your thoughts and move how your body's telling you to move Mm. a it can be just extremely fun and Mm. Healthy and good for you physically. Uh, the best case, you know, you can really work through some stuff, and especially this last, well, not always, but you know, this year everyone's had stuff. There's been so much to deal yeah. with. It's been insane the last year. And the space we've held and the container we've set, it's just really been so powerful for so many of us, and myself included and many people have just seen it as a bit of a lifeline and again it's something different for everyone for some people it's purely somewhere they can come and move their body in in a, a group so it's about community and group energy and keeps them fit to others it's a deeply profound part of their healing journey and spiritual practice but, you know, it's it's whatever it is for you. And it's just, it's bloody good fun. You know, that's that's kind of, I think, what led me not away from yoga. I still love asana and the practice. I just haven't been <laughs> so on it lately. But yeah. for me, like, the, the dance was always just a great time as well. <laughs> you know, really, really good fun. It never felt like a chore. It was like, I, it was social as well as all the other beautiful medicine that it is but some people say it's work you know you're doing the work the self work but for me it was (laughs) more it wasn't hard work it was it was just good yeah good fun really as well
0: I couldn't agree more man it's yeah it it just blew my mind that I could reach a a state of kind of consciousness where I'm having that much fun I feel so free I felt I've you know I felt euphoric before Um, I've reached, I've got high, naturally high in a sense, you could say. Um, and whereas before I would be, you know, I would be taking drugs, I would be, um, drinking and I would be dancing. And I, I kind of thought that I had to have both like the drugs and the dance to enjoy myself. And, and now blimey how that's changed. I, I prefer dancing, um, sober, like you, it it becomes so much more for me anyway I, I love how you said that it it's, it's whatever it is for you I think that's great because it doesn't have to be a spiritual kind of practice but for me it ended up being that without the intention of it of me wanting it to be that and yeah the ability to actually work through some some real like insecurities I feel like this connection this innate intelligence you're talking about like within that stillness within that connection things get spoken to you instructions uh, for me it was you know look after your body and that kick-started a whole healthy diet that I'm still on and that was months ago and and yeah it is it is remarkably fun I, I do really agree with that one thing I would like to touch on is um you mentioned the, the original discomfort you felt which I can relate to and I'm sure for anyone listening who perhaps is intrigued but it's like oh I'd find that too uncomfortable is there anything that you would like to say to them perhaps
1: Just know that it's okay to feel those things and don't deny that frustration or that discomfort. Um, just lead into it if you can, as, as, as much as you're respecting your boundaries. Um, I guess it's, it's always an opportunity and an invitation to ask yourself, what is that discomfort? Why is this person making me feel uncomfortable you know where, what is that in myself that i'm resisting it's a mm-hmm. beautiful metaphor of, of life as many of these sort of practices can be but the mirrors we have in front of us and i i would say it feels so alien to us because of the culture we're from that of course you're likely to feel discomfort you know i i I grew up with lad culture and um, university was just drinking every time we went out and more and wouldn't dream of going on a night out without without the the aid of alcohol Mm. and so when you then try and do something not associated with these I don't know some people would say inhibitors or Dutch, you know, the Dutch courage It is going to feel awkward, but it's so amazing how quickly familiarity allows you to become comfortable with, with things. Mm. And I mean, this is a huge conversation in itself, but you know, there's all the things we're prudish about and resistant, but, try it essentially and know that when you are operating from a place of a little bit of fear and discomfort it is it's good for you you know it really is you're really growing in that space and soon enough you're not just okay with it or comfortable you you love it like you said it's for me now i i have such a better time at, when i'm dancing and at these events being sober hmm. then yeah I, I can still go out and get drunk and have a good time, but it's so short lived and it's so surface level and any conversations that I had and connections that there's no depth really you know it's just it's very much. It's a good laugh for the moment, which which is actually okay. But if you want something <laughs> that's actually going to serve you going into your day or week or life, something you can take with you, whether it's for yourself or when you you know a connection you've made, then for me it has to be done in this in this conscious way. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really interesting because. I, you know, I I have so many friends who I who I think I know would love the practice, and they, well, they just love to come. and I used to go clubbing with these people and go partying all weekend, and and some of them have tried it and they and they do love it, but so many others are still, oh, I couldn't do, it, I couldn't do. It, I, I'm just, and they're honest. They're like, I'm I'm just. Some of them are honest. You know, I'm just too scared, or it's just not for me, or it's too weird, or I can't dance without drinking. Mine. Yeah, my sister is one person that says that, and it's kind of I have respect for that, for where they're at, but yeah. at the same time, I just encourage that bravery. <laughs> Come give it a go, you know. Like no one's the great thing is in the space. You can do. There is no weird, essentially. Like, and you can just stand there and and, and sway if you want. You don't have to dance like a wild man. It's it's just. You're not doing anything for anyone else other than yourself, and judgment is for yourself. <laughs> no one else is or should be should be judging you. So it's a
0: safe space, really. Mm, it really is, and yeah, I'm curious. Have you seen now that you've been in the? Uh, well, you've been doing these events for a while. Um, you Do you come to know the people in the community well? Do you see some journeys taking place for perhaps some people going from this area of discomfort and, oh, I only come to accompany my partner or something. And then, you know, the ecstatic bug kind of takes over them, which is definitely what happened to me. And, and the next thing you know, you see them becoming more regularly. Is that something that happens in the community?
1: 100%. I was thinking, oh, who? what's a good example of that? But me is a good example of that, you know, I, I kind of, if I'm honest, I went to this weekend because I really wanted to, I wanted to be there and show up for my girlfriend at the time and impress her in a way, like, yeah, ah, I can do yeah. anything. <laughs> and um, and actually, yeah, for me, I thought oh, it's a bit too out there. It's a bit too too weird. But once I dropped that judgment and then months later slowly dip my toes in again and she was out the picture. So then it was coming back to myself and it was like, what am I, what can I get out of it? It's not about impressing anyone else or who else is there in the room. Um, And I've, I mean, yeah, I, I just have so many friends from the community that the way they speak about it, much like you did at the start of this conversation, it's so beautiful and profound and also maintains that lightness it doesn't need to be so serious or super spiritual or it is it is what it is but it's just good and i i I just i I mean anyone i know that dances has, has come from whatever they've come from and, and often started because they've been going through hard times or they're just looking for something different or better or they're on the you know they're on a seekers path so they're trying everything and so many times they find the dance and it's like whoa where was this you know this is cool like because it's just got so many elements that they're looking for and it doesn't have that super facilitated structure that some of the other practices have which people some people find uncomfortable they just want to be able to go do what they do and then leave and hopefully the added benefit of good DJs and good music and good vibes Mm. Um, but yes is the short answer (laughs) I I, I just think yeah there's I think a couple of guys that have come and spoke to me since I've been running my own events um, which I've really enjoyed Uh, one chap who And he knew every tune I'd played, so it was like, wow, this guy really knows his dance music, and he knew the remix, and he'd come from the real, like, clubby scene, and he said he'd never tried ecstatic dance, but lockdown, yeah, it led him to just come and have a go, because really there was nothing else going on. And almost by mistake, he, you know, he wasn't expecting even to enjoy it, but he like you said he actually ended up preferring it and was just like wow now i he he was creating this kind of music like ethereal dance music himself but he could now see how it could be used in a conscious way not just in a nightclub where everyone's having to get super high to get the most out of it Mm. yeah so Mm. lots of that
0: yeah i the way i see it's like i feel like a a bit of a kid again because i Mm. have this incredibly fun activity that i can look forward to and and my love of music has really been revealed like when the uh you know when i used to love raving um i thought it was just the drugs really that i loved Mm. um but it wasn't it was actually the music and when a, you know when a bass line drops and you just feel that energy it's just it's contagious and what i love about the events i've been to is there's a real intimacy to them like you're you are you have your own space yes we're all together and there is the option to uh, perhaps dance with someone else if that comes up you know but it i the whole, I go there because I want to dance on my own and I want it to be a connection myself. And I, I love looking at the other dancers, particularly after the event, as we kind of bow in, in ceremony together. But I've just found that the dance in combination with meditation and yoga, uh, you talk about healing. I'd love to touch on that and get your thoughts on this because it, it really has been a source of healing and as I train to become a therapist over the next few years, I'm I'm certainly going to have that on my uh, well, my toolkit for anyone who who may seek it or need it as a source of healing. And I just wondered how you see it as a, as a source of healing, and and whether it's been whether dance has been that for you actually.
1: I think it has. Yes, it's been a lifelong journey with with music for me uh, that's just always been the thing that's i've just been able to sit down with and go drift away i guess it was my first before i even dared to try or what was even slightly interested in meditation i I, at uni when i wasn't out i would just be sat listening to music and in fact getting lost in the the old itunes visualizations yeah (laughs) probably (laughs) half half stoned (laughs) yeah i was gonna say that trippy man (laughs) totally but for hours on end and that was like a deep meditation i think in as much as it could be (laughs) yeah you were meditating (laughs) well it's half baked but it was (laughs) it was that and then yeah i guess i always loved the catharsisism of I mean, I used to love festivals. Still, you know, still do uh, in different forms now. But um, yeah, and the things bands like Prodigy and things like that they used to just get you going oh, and yeah. shake it. I, you know, you didn't realise you were doing it, but you're you're doing the shaking medicine essentially. You're shaking out whatever you're you shouting, you're screaming, you're hugging each other, and there's so much connection with that, and and being in the group too because. I I dance on my own occasionally and that can be really beautiful, but there's something about, I mean, I've looked into it more recently, uh, entrainment where you're with other dancers, other humans, and the the music is an incredible tool to synchronize others. Mm. So you're in beat, you're then, that's forming this connection, this community, this unification. Um, Then you have this, Empathy, which naturally happens with each other, and attunement. And through all of those ingredients, it's, it becomes a magic potion. And this is where I believe the high can come. And I've, not loads of times, but a, a few times a year even, like during this practice, it is almost like a psychedelic experience yeah. when when you really really let go and you drop so deep into the body. Whether you're connecting with others at the time or not, because you're in the group field, you are connected to the others, and then the music can lift you to that state. Mm, oh yeah! And there's no doubt that that's healing. I mean, that's it's just good for you. It's just like good for your soul. It's good for your body, and just the whether it's whether it takes you to tears or, you know, the pain's access or whether it takes you to that. The thing that, I mean, most of us probably love most about the dance when it does take you to the, the joy. And there's a lot of talk about, oh, some people don't like that it's called ecstatic dance because it's not about necessarily getting ecstatic or, well, it is, but the use of that word has been kind of misinterpreted. I see. Um, it's not about necessarily being really happy, it's just about feeling what's there. But, okay, to coin a cheesy rhyme, yeah, feeling <laughs> is healing, right? So we're just, yeah. you, when you're feeling what, you, what is there, it, you're, moving, you're moving through it. And um, yeah, I mean, this, is, this last six months has been some of the hardest of my life, for sure. Yeah. With, I had a big breakup and death in the family Wow. big financial nightmare because <laughs> i badly blew a load of money on investing right. unwisely, and it just kept coming and then all the covid stuff as well
0: oh yeah let's not forget a, about covid no, goes.
1: Exactly. so i had to mention it once sorry. yeah but, um, <laughs> cheers richard thank you yeah sorry <laughs> um and it's just been a space you know of course it's a bit different when i'm running the events have to maintain like a a a good degree of I'm holding the space not to get completely lost in the process, but I've been to lots of dances where I'm not um, holding the space this year as well. For sure. It's just been somewhere safe to, to let go. Yeah. And almost just to feel like it's all going to be all right. It's like, Mm. yeah, we're in this bloody strange mess of what the (laughs) hell's going on, but we're all still here. We're all still moving and dancing and, I think a key word that's come up so much for me is, and through this, through what I've been doing in my work, and I'm sure you would agree it's so, so important and powerful, but is gratitude. And it's given me so much gratitude Mm. for everything I do have Mm. and for like the people that are making this music and the people that have given me the opportunities. Mm. And then people like you who've come to me and, and all the dancers and, yeah just knowing that whatever's going on we've
0: actually still got it pretty good so yeah maintaining that that thank you so much for sharing that i it i can relate to it a lot and i just want to say it's it made me think that amidst all of this you're actually doing so much good for people by holding these events uh, and giving us that space to let go um and yeah very similar I don't know what it is about breakups but breakups seem to for a lot of people lead to us turning inward and that's exactly what happened to me I mean I, it was actually very bizarre my first proper ecstatic dance I was in a park and I was in bits this is in the summer time probably mm. July maybe August and maybe a little bit later than that but I was in this Hampstead Park and I was absolutely kind of broken. I was with my friend and he's a keen, ecstatic dancer, actually. And uh, he he attends uh, your events regularly and he works with uh, Se- Secret Sunrise. And, oh, cool. and so, yeah, we were in the park and then this lady just starts drumming at you know, beating a drum behind us and there was some rugs around and she was like waving everyone and they say, Oh, let's go over there and next thing you know, I'm in this park dancing.
1: <laughs> and
0: <Yes. laughs> uh, and yeah, it was just this feeling, like you said, man, of just me looking up to the skies, going, Here I am, you know, completely just feeling lonely and and distraught over me breaking up with someone and but I'm on this rock <laughs> and I'm hurtling through the cosmos with all these people and mm-hmm we're just dancing and it just felt like I I was able to just step out of this monkey mind that I'd been, well, had been seemingly tormenting me into my body and just, just a smile took over. And I, I, it was the feeling afterwards. I got as well, man, just this feeling of lightness, like I had Mm -hmm. done something that was showing myself some love, some respect. And that to me is, is, big part of my healing as I as I continue to to go on this uh, this dance journey and I'll, I'll be going to Peru actually um in in May and I wanted to talk to you about that as well now that we're on the topic of healing um yeah I don't know what have you ever been away to any you mentioned earlier Thailand let's talk a little bit about your travels and and whether you uh, sort of plant medicine anything like that that you came into contact with on these travels and how that's kind of come together in your spiritual journey so far
1: yeah interesting that that's come up because yeah very recently it's come into my journey uh but not anywhere more exotic than not so far if it, not not so far from london actually and sat with yeah some of the most well-known plant. Teachers mm. master master plants um, and yeah, it's amazing because sat in sat in ceremony for the whole weekend um, and it felt so familiar <laughs> with the uh, obviously a completely different medicine yeah in in many ways, but just the way space was held and how powerful setting an intention sharing as a a group and then um music was used and just the way space was held and you're taken through a journey and uh, yeah like you're embodied and you just let go and surrender and once you can drop out of your head that's a key thing yeah it's like probably one of the biggest lessons of using the the medicines once you can do that and trust so trust in the medicine or trust your body then everything else works itself out for you mm. uh yeah i'm not sure how far you want me to to delve into it i could say i w- in thailand um i was very much on the clean living path i i went to india i did a yoga teacher training yeah and then straight to Thailand, Koh Phan Yang, because I heard there was like a conscious community there, which I knew would be around um, yoga and things like dance and very much tantra. It's a big a big scene there as well, which all really link nicely together, basically anything to do with presence and embodiment and then of course polarity and. Connecting with others, it's all and yourself. They all just work well together. Mm-hmm. And there was so much talk of ayahuasca, for example, in in places like Copan, Yang. It's, it's barely a day goes by you don't hear it mentioned when you're in a cafe. Like you hear it, it's always in conversation. <laughs> and it's it right. was on my radar for so long, Um but I tried to maintain the. Um, advice i was given of not not chasing anything like that just just when it comes to you like that that, you know but i also thought well you kind of have to you have to reach out a little bit and so i kept my kind of antennas up and i was open but eventually you know years later it, it came into my path just recently and i i took the leap and yeah deeply deeply beautiful i mean yeah, <laughs> it's certainly not the same as ecstatic dance. But, Let's <laughs> but, just but, made that distinction. You yeah, know, it, I mean, I wouldn't say it's definitely not something to go into at all lightly. I, I just, I personally have still got so much gratitude that I, I took the leap and worked with it for a weekend. Um, but for sure, I don't think it's for everybody. And it's certainly something maybe after lots of other work's been done as a preamble um, to to maybe explore if it really calls as people say like is it really calling to you like what are the reasons and making sure for me I did a lot of preparation I was really serious with the diet and the meditation and Mm. trying my hardest to really be in a good place before entering that that realm yeah because yeah that's that's another level of scary <laughs> yeah walking into that stuff like one thing to enter a dance floor sober I'd say <laughs> that, that yeah. took some that took some bravery yes but, yeah, yeah d- it definitely, does definitely yeah but yeah so amazing and I, but i do think it it certainly interests me how so many people in the the scene these these medicines, they all, I think it's all shamanic practice if you like. I, I know that my brief knowledge on it, but dance was like one of the original shamanic practices. And um, I know shamanic healers that have moved from serving uh, the plant medicines to then running their own dances and mm. because they saw that as a progression, especially a sustainable um, and more accessible, and of course, completely legal <laughs> for one thing, mm. way of of running of running something that's that can s- still be just as powerful. Uh, yeah, you know, different different thing, but the same outcome in the end. It's about connection. It's about respect to your yourself and. Yeah, without getting to going off on one, but... No, please. You know, like, we, I've I've loved honouring sort of nature with the outdoor dancing, and that's a huge part of it to me. It's My first events were kind of very much about that, too. It was, they were called, like, Pachamama, and they were, they were all very much about celebrating the earth we live on and, yeah, the gifts that are there all around us. So... Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's. I think it's a great distinction to make. Of course, that the ecstatic dance community is obviously very sort of separate from this. But I, I do understand that there is a you know a correlation there between the shamanic dancing and it's so. I, I was just really intrigued because I am I am journeying uh, to Peru and doing um, mm. ayahuasca in May, and it will be my first time. And for anyone listening who doesn't know what ayahuasca is, quite simply, and again, I have limited. Kind of scientific vocab, but it's uh, essentially a form of DMT, which is dimethyltryptamine, that is uh, ingested. So it's not smoked, and it just lasts a lot longer, quite simply. And it's got psychedelic properties, and if it's taken in the sort of safe hands of a uh, of a a shaman, a shaman who knows. Who knows very well and very deeply the medicine and um, then it can provide a real source of healing um, for many people it's known for treating kind of depression and, and childhood trauma and uh, if anything it can be an experience of a lifetime um, but it has to be respected that's my understanding and and to hear your your experience there it, it was just really fascinating when you said that we just trust in our bodies. And I was doing a workout the other day, actually, and the the YouTube kind of workout (laughs) trainer said something quite profound. She was like, your body can don't worry about your body. It's just your mind that you have to sort of worry about getting you to stop doing the workout. Your body can handle it. You know, don't Mm. be (laughs) don't don't worry about the body. And I've since I've started to dance, I've started to view my body as this kind of separate entity. It's a part of me. It's very much connected, but it's got this incredible power and life force of its own and through dance i realized that i had been fundamentally neglecting my body i hadn't been letting it let go letting it be free letting it express itself and that to me is what i've discovered in dance and it's certainly going to serve me i think as i journey to peru and i and i continue this journey inward to to trust i think let go because We do hang on to so much and I didn't realise just how much I was hanging on to until I made my way to to Mably Green in Hackney and started to just let go there. And each session I went to, I found that I was letting go more and more and more until I reached this this playfulness that I had never experienced before. Everything in my head was dropped and there was nothing left but freedom and it just made me realise that if I actually let go, that's what's on the other side. And, and that's why I continue to come back. Um, and the sense of community, you, you said it, it's, we need that right now, particularly now. And I know that you've, you've still gone online. Am I correct in saying that?
1: At the moment, we haven't got anything going on, but we did do online stuff in the first lockdown. And I'm looking now if, if we will... You know it's a possibility we'll carry on online but really i just i just want to get back outside and (laughs) doing it in person but we'll 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 keep you posted i mean if people are interested my instagram ecstatic lifer is a good place and i'll keep the link tree on there up to date with events um but we're really in the hands of the gods now with, (laughs) with when they sort of let us go and go and connect again and we're just maintaining respect for for everything what's going on and having to be very careful around that um but yeah i just wanted to add you're so right this inner child thing you've mentioned a couple of times Mm. it's so important if you can you can i think the dance yeah for sure you can get back to that inner child and nurture it and give it what it needs and then access it and be playful or just just care for it Mm. and and when you get to peru as well i feel there's something in that medicine that it opens up these doors to not only your inner child but these memories that are so locked away and then the ancestors and yeah you're in for a ride so <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you so much Richard man so um, great. yeah I, I look forward to connecting with you in person when we when we can and uh, for anyone that is interested in ecstatic life and the ecstatic dance UK there will be links in the show notes um, but other than that Richard is there anything else you'd like to say maybe a book to recommend or if anyone's interested in kind of getting involved in this that has never been to ecstatic dance w- is there anything you would recommend them doing or watching online I don't know
1: oh just come and have a go you know come and have a go we'll be we will be back hopefully february it's gonna it's gonna come along and reach out to me you know if you haven't tried it before we can make it super accessible and um, in terms of i don't know about books and online there's there are there's plenty of ecstatic dances still still going on um, I will try and do something online myself and actually then you can get a taste of the, the music also my Mixcloud on yeah Richard Batts on Mixcloud you can see how the music is and you'll, you'll see we start generally starts very slow and then you get dropped into your body until we peak and you'll hear some tunes you might know That's and true. the big classics and, and then drop right back down again um, I'll have a think well if there's any sort of Reading material. Um, I can't on on the spot. I haven't really got anything to mind, but just yeah, Google it or YouTube. There's some good videos. Uh, I know a couple of my DJ friends, like Esther Polyester. She's got a good YouTube channel, yeah, which a really good explanation on there of what it's all about. And um, Benjamin Crystal, who was one of my role models initially with the with the practice, who definitely came from the shamanic the shamanic background his his event was called ecstatic shamanic and yeah he very much and openly talks about his journey from working in peru with the medicines to then taking it to the dance mm. practice so that's really 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 interested in full respect out to him and there's loads of yeah Say so mixed clouds a great place just search if you want to hear the music uh, my business partner Renée LeCrew, who started Ecstatic Dance UK as well. Um, check out her website, Ecstatic Dance UK. And there's loads of links and there's so much info online. School of Life did a great uh, video on it on YouTube. <laughs> How, why the, the importance of dancing like an idiot, I think was what they called it, <laughs> which I didn't, I didn't love the title, but it's got really good content in there. And yeah, there's, there's a tonne. Great, probably, as soon as we finish the call i'll probably think of like the <laughs> yeah. thing, but, <laughs> drop know. them in an email
0: because we'll include uh, lots of links and I, I recommend the music is a great place to start because it really does make you want to dance i would also throw in there pixie pete who i love um who's been at the events a lot of the I, time and sorry. yeah he
1: was i was so i was with him like a few, yeah just a, just a few days ago oh really and so yeah yeah he's a good friend good friend oh great yeah. man yeah. Big up Pixie P. Big Hopefully up Pixie
0: P. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I actually Pixie Pete, if you're listening, I listen to your mix every day while I work out and I do a little dance in between sets, man. And because I can't help but dance when I listen to your mixes. So yeah, big up Pixie Pete. And yeah, the music's a great place to start. But thank you so much, Richard. This has been an absolute joy and it's just got me very looking forward to when we can actually reconvene in the in the fields and, and get our dance on. So thank you so much, man.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I was just going to add, actually, that is people want to know how to start. I would just say find a quiet space and where you haven't got distractions in your bedroom and just put, put one of the mixes on and mm. shut your eyes. Just start gently shaking into your body and and then see where it takes you and, and see how long you, you want to dance for and how long you can just stay in the body. And you will go back to your mind, but keep coming back to your, your breath and your body and, and you might dance for the whole 90 minutes on the mix and think, wow, that was, that was so much more fun than a workout and see how you feel after and you might just have discovered your, <laughs> your, <laughs> new, your new practice like so many of us have.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. I thoroughly recommend. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Cheers, Will. Cheers, buddy. Well, there we go another episode. I really hope you enjoyed that. Honestly, yeah, I've said it, but just can't recommend these events enough, and I'm so looking forward to when this lockdown stuff, if it ever finishes, to getting back in that field and and dancing. It's just such a source of joy. I love it. Um, well, I really hope you enjoyed that. And as always, stay tuned, do subscribe. Got lots more content to come. Uh, it's such a joy to do this. And I hope you have a lovely weekend, everyone, or a week or day or evening, whatever it is you're up to. All right, bye, guys.